0: It's always fun to just hit the record button and not really know what the hell is going on.
1: Like like <laughs> topic-wise.
0: <laughs> yeah, 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 like to- topic topic-wise and just like, you know, life wise. Just just c- completely jumping in cold.
1: Yeah. Well, uh I mean, let's see. We were talking about uh uh complaining about our lives really, I think. Um <laughs> <laughs> the changes our lives have undergone since leaving our humble hometowns. Becoming <laughs>
0: So what, what, what was it? Uh, just like sand through the hourglass or the days of our lives?
1: Something like that.
0: <laughs> Good Bill and Ted quote.
1: Yes. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, I think uh, when we started the podcast, we were trying to um, kind of examine what it was like being uh, uh, parents of young kids and, and traveling and playing games and all this stuff. And so I think um, we're just kind of maybe a little bit uh, overdue to just revisit that topic a little bit. Yeah. yeah yeah i mean
0: I, I i know one of our yeah like the whole idea is we're vagabonds. we move around i i know we've got a low priority on our discussion list living in america as foreigners
1: yeah uh well you know
0: it's but funny but, I, but, I, but I, we've got even more than just america though like
1: got a few countries under our belts i think yeah. the, the american topic's interesting just because it gets easier like it's weird it's it's uh, like, like anything i mean if you go to probably some country or new cities like that first year or something is going to be different than after you've lived there for whatever right uh, six years or something i mean we've been in the states now for like seven years no yeah yeah seven years wow
0: yeah that's a that's a good
1: chunk of time <laughs> that's a good chunk of time that's a very good chunk of time
0: yeah we've uh we've it's, it's it's weird uh, thinking about all that. I mean, I, I've, I've moved around even when I was a kid. Like, uh, I was born in one province. And then by the time I was four, we moved to Nova Scotia. And then by the time I was 11, I think, we moved to a different town in Nova Scotia.
1: So, <laughs> I, I've. Nova <I've... laughs> Scotia to me is like one big forest, kind of. And so it's like I was near this this kind of opening in this lake, and now I'm near this other lake. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Basically. I,
0: I mean, it was actually like that for me. Like I, where I grew up in uh, in Amherst, uh, all the way in Cumberland County, uh, I, I had a forest literally beside <laughs> me. Like we would have bears go through our yard and stuff.
1: Wow. Yeah, My uh, my. My dad is from a fishing village of like, I forget, 600 people or 700 people or something. Nice. I mean, <laughs> like some people are from basically literally the woods, right? Like I know people. Yeah, who, I, I have, uh, I've worked with people who are from like Arkansas. And like, right. literally, it's just like in the movies where like, it's like the cornfield with the house and the neighbors are two miles away, like that kind of thing. So I've, yeah. never, I've never been that rural, but um uh we lived in uh, Picto County in, yeah. my, in my extreme I, I- youth.
0: I, I lived in. Uh, wait, is it Pictou County? Is it, is is that where New Glasgow is? Yeah, I don't even, I don't even know my Nova Scotia. <laughs> Maybe
1: New Glasgow, Pictou County. I think so. You lived in New Glasgow.
0: Well, yeah, my parents moved there after high school. So, uh, yeah, New Glasgow is a town in Pictou County in the province of Nova Scotia. Yeah, yeah. So, um, in in high school. I used to work at a music store in the Truro mall Uh, and then I went to college and then my parents moved and then I was kind of counting on having a Christmas employment at that same CD store. So I uh, I came and crashed in your basement for a few nights during the (laughs) Christmas rush so that I could uh, earn a little bit of income before I went and stayed with my parents in New Glasgow.
1: Is that when you had that van that caught on fire?
0: (laughs) No, but yes. (laughs) (laughs) it was a it was a it was a different van Uh, okay yeah 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 that that van that caught on fire that was older than me
1: um i remember you could it looked like you know um maybe i'm remembering wrong it reminded me anyway of the start of the first ninja turtles movie where there's that crime wave and they're loading televisions into the into the back of the van do you remember that
0: yeah (laughs) no i i don't think it was I would have to watch that movie again. Uh I mean I'd have to watch it again regardless cuz it's an amazing yes. movie. Yes. But <laughs> uh I don't I don't quite remember the specific van. No, it was it was just a, a standard 1983 minivan. It was red. And it was it was it was a uh, its exterior was in good shape, but uh it had no air conditioning. It had crank windows. Yeah. Uh, Man, you know, it it didn't have GPS and <laughs> <laughs>
1: It's so weird because, like, I don't know, I'm not even a car person at all, but old cars, like, there's some old cars that I think are kind of, like, they look kind of cool. Like, I mean, if I was to write a comic or something, maybe the character would drive this awesome, like, 80s, like, whatever car. But, like, when mm-hmm. you see, like, even, like, cliche, lame example, but the DeLorean, like, if you've ever seen one in real yeah. life and you look inside it, oh, man, it reminds me of, like, seeing those old, like, like during the space race when you can see, like, the insides of the Russian, like, Soyuz rocket stuff. It's just so, like different era I don't know yeah yeah yep um so I I guess I I'll I'll pose the question Mm -hmm. life is obviously more complicated having left our hometowns is there anything you miss like if you could call out anything is there anything you would say you miss
0: I'm thinking Uh well I mean yeah so I mean I was I was giving that dramatic pause mostly for humor uh ah. <laughs> <laughs> d- didn't quite get the laugh out of the audience that I was expecting uh, yeah uh, <laughs> uh,
1: see I I was uh, I was I I queued up lots of time to think I I knew okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah
0: yeah no um well, I mean it, it it's weird as a parent um because you know, when, when I grew up out in the middle of nowhere with the forest next to me and bears, uh, I, my parents just let me roam free, maybe hoping the bears would get me. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> um, uh, so it was it was definitely weird having, or I mean, it was definitely nice as a kid having like all this open space and I could just roam free. Um, I could just, you know, by the time I was in grade four, so I don't know, that uh, was 10 years old, I was biking three kilometers to get to school. Wow. Um, and, and I feel like I can't imagine that for my kid living yeah. in a city.
1: Yeah. it's uh, that's, um, like, a, that's like, one
0: to like when I was four, I was roaming around in my backyard, swinging sticks at mud puddles and stuff. And my kid just doesn't have that opportunity. Like he's, yeah. we don't have a backyard where I, where I live and I'm not going to let him wander down the street to get to the park by himself. Right. Yeah. Like, like I would be arrested if I did that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So so I think like that's the biggest thing I miss is just that that freedom that I had um in in that area. Um interesting. Cuz I think that's I
1: that's really like a, a anywhere thing. Or not like an anywhere thing, but like any kind of maybe smaller town or whatever yeah. would have that characteristic.
0: I mean there there was there's lots of things about the time period.
1: Yeah, like that, it, that I
0: think are different?
1: The time period, and even like the era of your life, like it's really hard to compare being thirty something somewhere to being fifteen <laughs> somewhere. Of course, yeah, yeah. yeah
0: I mean, like, I, and I mean, that's that's even different just between like my twenties and my thirties. Yeah, uh, like I, I can I can very easily look back with the nostalgia at a whole bunch of stuff and and like wish things were like that. But it was also just like such a different time period that like it's impossible to go back to. Yep. Um, I don't know. Like the the, the there was a convenience store across the street from where I lived basically. And you know, everyone has convenience stores across the street today. Yeah. But as a um, 10 year old, I could go into this shop by myself with like a couple of quarters (coughs) that I'd stolen from my dad's uh, closet (laughs) and I could buy myself a little bag of candy (laughs) with, with 50 cents. Right. Uh, Yeah. Um, And, and like, my kid does. I don't have any money. <laughs> like, like Wait, what? <laughs> he, like he would have to steal my credit card oh, yeah. if he were to do the same thing, right? Yeah. Uh, so that's like not even an option for him <laughs> to do that, even if he were to
1: sneak out of the house. How many people do still carry cash? Like I have not carried cash in like ten years.
0: It's it's pretty rare. I've I've gone out of my way and gotten him some cash for for uh, I don't know. Trying to keep that that tooth fairy tradition alive like he, he loses a tooth and i give him a, a loony and a nice shiny golden loony
1: <laughs> nice our kid keeps uh swallowing the lost teeth and so uh, <laughs> we've, we've tried it. we've been like you know if you save it we could do this thing and it's kind of like i don't know not working out <laughs> I, I guess that's not normal like i freaked out like crazy the first time i mean swallowing a tooth look at those things they're sharp and like yeah i we we read about it and apparently it's really normal and was fine both times.
0: You know, I what I freaked out about um, was when my kid was uh, practically a newborn and breastfeeding. Mm-hmm. Um, y- you know, they 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 have no control over their bodies By at all. Being, so yeah. so uh, he went from breastfeeding to uh, burping up, if you will, <laughs> aka vomiting. Uh-huh. Um, and I've there like these big globs of blood in his vomit and i was just blood like, yeah yeah well i mean i'm glad you're having the same reaction because that was basically my reaction i was like oh my god what what is happening here he's he's bleeding from the inside we got to get him to the hospital um so you know we lived uh, we didn't own a car or anything so of course we're not going to go to the hospital mm-hmm. but, but but we uh <laughs> we we called the hotline uh <laughs> well, and the nurse <laughs> i don't think they
1: call those hotlines do they maybe they do i don't know here, i I don't, I don't know the, the death 24 like, hours yeah,
0: there's like a nurse hotline or something. I don't know. Yeah. It, it it's not a sex thing. It's like oh. a <laughs> uh, but no, you you uh I was able to call up and uh tell them, you know, my, my kid's coughing up blood and they're like, Okay, did he just breastfeed? I'm like, Yes. Yeah, that's normal. Um I guess when they when they get bad latches, they, you know, the breast milk is made from blood. Um
1: so... uh, I was I didn't wanna <laughs> I was gonna guess. Yeah, maybe he's biting. Or yeah,
0: something. yeah. So yeah, he he had a, a quote-unquote bad latch. I see. Um, and yeah, so he he drank a little bit of blood, and then uh, I guess he's not a vampire. Coughed mm-hmm. it back up spit and it up. Uh, spit it up. Uh, I don't remember how I started this story. But... <laughs> <laughs> it's too
1: early. I don't either. <laughs> but, but great little anecdote and thank yeah, you for
0: yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. Uh Yeah. I honestly have no idea how how that memory sparked but but yeah that, that was that was a, a a panic moment for me I guess with him as a kid
1: uh, yeah I would also probably panic I mean I panic quite easily <laughs> so anything? oh I guess
0: I guess we were talking about your kid eating teeth ah,
1: uh, yes, 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 yes. <laughs> and that's the panic incurred from that yeah yeah so
0: yeah. It, ingested related to, relate it to Parental scares.
1: Yes, yes, yes. Um, You reminded me. This is also kind of an unrelated anecdote. I won't read it in detail, but when we were in, uh, we had been in a car accident. um, You probably recall. I think it was two or so years ago, and when it happened, like everybody was okay, but my son bit his tongue really bad. Mm. Of course, you don't know that in the moment, right? And so, when the accident happened, I mean, he was. Two or something, and like he's bleeding from the mouth. Like I was terror panicked. Like I, I don't think I've ever panicked like that before. It just like mm. messed me up. And then of course the hospital, you can see this very large gash in his tongue, and healed fine. Everything's totally fine now. But like that, like blood, any any blood thing is just terrifying to me. So yeah, I can I can relate. Yeah, I mean,
0: if we want to deviate into the topic of uh, uh, us injuring our children. <laughs> No. i can boy do i have stories
1: Not Really, injuring your children well my children inj- injure each other is usually what happens yeah, yeah, yeah. um which f- constantly frustrates me because i have no idea how to stop it <laughs> like they'll get yeah. in a fight and take a swipe at each other and put like a scar on the other one's face yeah and it's
0: like... I... go ahead i was just gonna no i was interrupting go ahead i was just gonna
1: me. say it's like in retrospect it's like it's easy to say oh well we should have clip their nails every single day or something yeah, yeah. but but you know you you kind of don't for maybe a few days and they get a little bit long and boom scar on the face and i'm just yeah, yeah. so like ah yeah yeah
0: I've, I've become much more um um what's what's the word um uh blasé about it uh, mm. uh where you know I I'm, I go from calling nurses about uh, him spitting up blood to now, basically w- whenever he bumps into something and injures himself, I'm like, yeah, I told you not to do that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Kids have a, a strong ability to walk forward without looking forward yeah. from what I've seen.
0: But yeah, I mean, uh, going, going back to the topic of uh, the Nova Scotia and whether there's things that I miss, I, I think it's largely just like that, that time period in my life where, uh, simultaneously uh everything seemed like it was the most important thing that could <laughs> be happening to me AKA uh, high school yeah yeah, awesome. yeah and and the reality that like nothing mattered <laughs> and i i was able to have so much spare time back then like yeah. I yep. the amount of times i beat final fantasy 7 just because i had nothing better to do <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> yeah man i remember like we would have a summer And it would be like 90 days of just like no schedule. You wake up in the morning, decide what to do, hang out with friends, go to the cool basement to play games, like whatever, and then go to sleep. Like at the time it's weird because I guess, I'm I'm sure everyone on planet Earth is like this, but like I had no idea how valuable that was, how like, you know, just how I would never have that again and how someday I would look at that and be like, wow. (laughs) It's hard to say I would have acted differently. I think I was so hyper-focused on, all the things that dumb high school kids are hyper focused on, you know, being being popular or like you know hanging out yeah. with your friends and stuff. But those those times when I was just alone, whatever, like playing games or just screwing around, I probably wasted a lot of time. You know, I, I was just gonna say, you know what I miss about Nova Scotia? Yeah, is like, and I don't mean this in an insulting way to Nova Scotia <laughs> people, really, but like, it's kind of the a,
0: simplicity of it all. Yeah, really though,
1: like it's a it's a pointless place. I mean, there's lots of pointless places. This is not a not a. Uh, a dig on Nova Scotia, but like, yeah. this is dumb, and it shows how dumb my my how my mind worked back then. But I remember like when the when the terrorist attacks happened in, in mm-hmm. New York City, I remember thinking, "Wow, I'm lucky I live somewhere that no one cares about." <laughs> <laughs> but really, yeah. like, I mean, I, I guess it's kind of changing now with like people from like i was hearing people from ontario are buying property there and properties jumping and stuff but growing up like no one cared about nova scotia or knew what it was or where it was houses were cheap you could just chill there's not any weird like it would never be targeted in a terror attack or something you know what i mean like it's not going to change even really it's
0: it's 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 kind of like a a point of pride i guess for me in that same sense like I mean, imagine you're the hipster who, you know, you get into a new band that no one's ever heard of, and they're like, oh, yeah, what kind of music do you like? And I'm like, oh, you know, you wouldn't know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's pitch, it's pitch work. it's in, in a way, it's kind of the same thing for me with Nova Scotia. It's like whenever any, like, I've I've had the opportunity of uh, traveling around the world and, you know, having job interviews in, in various countries and stuff, and they're always like, so, so tell me about yourself, and you're like... Uh, Well, I grew up uh, in in a small town on the the eastern side of Canada, because it's like if I if I bother to tell them the specific town or even the province, they haven't heard of it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And it's 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 kind of neat to, I guess, have that in my uh, biography. Like it like it it feels kind of neat to come from a, a smaller place that not too many people are aware of. Like, I don't know, it, it feels more unique than if I was like, oh, yeah, I'm from Toronto. I've lived in Toronto. <laughs>
1: it's
0: like I, everyone's going to know about Toronto, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I used to think that way. and I found people are kind of, <laughs> I guess I've met enough other people from small towns and I don't mm-hmm. care. <laughs> and so yeah. I just I imagine they must be like, oh, you're from some place, whatever. Um, oh, yeah. Or I meet a lot of people who, I guess there's a lot of people from like New York and Boston. And so they know, they're just like, oh, wow, I've never met anyone from there anyway yeah and so i don't know i i kind of moved moved on from that attitude a little bit but it's neat yeah, I guess. Yeah. i mean you, you almost never meet someone from there except when i joined uh my current company i had someone i, I one of the first people i met was from newfoundland which was like yeah, yeah. what <laughs> um but yeah uh i guess just like this like it, you know what you're getting into like that's kind yeah. of a bad thing and a good thing in a way right i mean if that's what you seek that's what you seek but like i guess it, it just the feeling of like it's never going to really change <laughs> mm-hmm. which i mean is is kind of bullshit because it has changed i think i've actually been back in a long time but um it just it just felt calm and like a very controlled life to stay there if i had wanted to stay there and so i imagine anyone who lives in kind of a smaller town um could feel that way and, and want to stay in their small town because it's like a life they can very easily imagine
0: yeah it's it's Placid,
1: placid. Yes.
0: Having, uh, yeah, it's it's kind of reassuring to to live in a small place where there's no earthquake risks and tornado risks and.
1: uh, That was uh, the other one for. for, I think particularly something you can't say about all small towns. Like I think Nova Scotia is uniquely. um, It it just feels like one of the least uh, environmentally threatened places, I guess. mm -hmm. Which might not even be true. I don't know, but you have the entire pacific coast anywhere in the world being this enormous earthquake risk zone you have like looking at north america tornadoes everywhere um you know the the uh what they expect global warming is going to do to all the coastlines and stuff um what they expect global warming is going to do to places like texas and the southern united states with droughts and stuff it just feels like nova scotia is just like just chilling just fine right yeah (laughs) so i mean if you combine that with this feeling of like it's so unimportant. No one's going to do a terrorist attack there, Mm. which again is probably not true really, but you you think that when you're a 17 year old going there, it just feels like a place to run away to and just chill. It's kind of neat, I guess where like my parents live there and I still have some friends and stuff there. Like I couldn't conceive of it in a million years, honestly, but I have that in my back pocket if I ever wanted to kind of just move back there and resume my life. Yeah. Right. And so just to have that back pocket, uh, uh, like option feels really, I guess, reassuring in some weird way.
0: Yeah, it's, 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 I I never know what to think about that. Um, like I'm, I'm constantly questioning whether or not I should buy a house or not. Uh, and then it's always just like, if I am going to buy a house, like, you know, buying a house in the middle of Vancouver or Toronto is just, it feels insane to well, me it isn't like like i i don't understand how anyone can justify spending like half a million dollars um and, and and that's not even like that that's not the price like in vancouver it's you're you're spending at least a million
1: right it's at least a million at least like 1.5 um what? it's it's interesting because you have this kind of pseudo guidance floating around that you're supposed to buy a house that is yeah. I forget exactly the numbers. ridiculously low, but it's like three to five times your income. Yeah,
0: which, you know, good luck, Chuck.
1: Yeah, and it's weird because, like, you look at the rest of the world, like, you look at Europe, you look at Asia, and everywhere is, like, expensive. It's so expensive. It's so crowded, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Like, if you were to buy in, like, London or, like, whatever, right? Even, like, I'm sure if you were to buy in um, cities that don't get a reputation for being expensive, like uh, mm-hmm. Warsaw or something. It's not like internationally known as being expensive, but to a Polish person earning a Polish salary living in Warsaw, it's probably well beyond three to five times salary, right? Like, Mm -hmm. I feel like that was almost maybe a uniquely uh, North American thing. Maybe, I don't know. But what I think I've, I've, I find is kind of weird is like, having been to Asia, having been to like London, at least, I don't know about the rest of Europe, but like, I feel like the homes are designed for that. Like they, people, I mean, we know space is expensive, so you get this, from a North American point of view, like, tiny four-bedroom house. It's 4 mm-hmm. bedrooms, but, like, for North Americans, it would be like, wow, this is really cramped. But, I mean, you've designed a four-bedroom house that fits on this small plot, and so a family can afford it. Whereas, yeah. like, in North America, there doesn't seem to be any such, um, I guess, like, push to do that. Like, people will still build their giant houses, especially like the way zoning works. Everything has, like, mm-hmm. a big lawn attached to it. And so, I feel like, if you think about it, if you think of, like, the fact that a lot of what drives the prices up is the, is the land, right? It's not even the house.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Look at all those lawns. Look at all those, like, houses that are just kind of, like, separated by this large area between them. And it's like, if they zone better, they could fit, you know, many more houses, which could bring the prices down. But North Americans don't want to give up that, that car, lawn lifestyle, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean,
0: I've, I've never understood the the lawn lifestyle. Yeah, it's not for me.
1: You can you can say, well, there's different houses, like there's there's kind of in the city houses and and condos and stuff. But I feel like it it all kind of, I mean, people who can't afford the the houses with the lawns go and buy those houses that kind of have less lawn, and it's like a trickle down effect, kind of right. So like, I don't know. I, I kind of don't know what I'm talking about. Of course, there's probably <laughs> some economists who could who could say, oh, blah blah blah. But it, I don't know. It's just I remember. So many times when we were interested in buying, be it a condo or a house, like I would have been happy with, say, maybe like 1,200 square feet designed really well and divided up really well so that it's like four bedrooms, mm-hmm. and maybe small rooms, but that doesn't exist. If you want four bedrooms, it's going to be this 2,000 square feet, $2 million house. That's it, mm-hmm. right? it. That was my experience searching for homes. And so I don't know. Back to Nova Scotia, <laughs> like a four bedroom house is like, I don't know what it costs nowadays, but if you have two working people, I'm pretty sure you could actually fairly easily find a place you like within that three to five times income band. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, I don't know the exact dollars. I'm just making a, uh, making it up. But I, I imagine that like the average income in Nova Scotia is going to be something like $50,000, yeah. whereas the average income in Vancouver is going to be something like $70,000. Yeah like it's not a, a drastic drastic difference but then Prices like the, th- scale, the yeah. cost of houses would be like two hundred and fifty thousand in yeah. nova scotia versus like 1.3 million yeah in <laughs> vancouver it's like yeah it's 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 a sad thing to to see like canada's in a real big housing bubble at the moment like there's articles being published every day about like Ontario is at risk of huge brain drain because more than half of youth want to leave because they can't afford a house. And Well, that was, that was,
1: sorry, go ahead, go ahead.
0: It's, it's just bananas seeing like how, like Vancouver and Toronto have just been like on these runaway uh, trajectories that are unsustainable. And so as a result, people are leaving and they're going to, you know, Alberta uh, and, and Nova Scotia and stuff. And then the the local economy there is kind of the same way like you've got the big money coming from out of province and now the locals can't buy there and so they're looking for the even smaller communities to buy in and stuff And it's like,
1: i wonder if that's i feel like this is another case of maybe like it's it's painful for the consumer but i wonder if there's kind of like some sort of good effect there like knowing you and i and our personality we're of course I think maybe you have a little more like nature love than me, but I'm I'm definitely like a city person. Like I would not live in a a very small place. But I think if you look at like population dynamics and stuff, um, there's like benefits to having the population kind of more spread out. So the idea of people like leaving cities and going to these smaller areas.
0: Yeah, um, yeah. I mean that that's one thing that's actually really frustrating for me is because working in film and games, it's like all the big studios are in Montreal, Toronto, Vancouver. Like there's there's some stuff in the smaller places like there are some studios in halifax and ottawa Mm -hmm. uh, but like they concentrate all the jobs in the cities that have the expensive cost of living and to me it's like why why is it why is a game studio in vancouver when it it could be in winnipeg yeah like there's there's no resources other than people required for the studio and if you're like importing everyone in from other countries and stuff anyway like why are you choosing to house yourself in the most expensive part of the country
1: yeah it sucks it's probably i mean i'm sure they're doing it because it works for them right like imagine you're a studio in vancouver recruiting versus a studio in yeah winnipeg i mean no it's, it's, no it's hard winnipeg. yeah but i imagine there's probably more people in vancouver so there's more, it's hard
0: yeah like like that like that's the reason why uh bioware had ended up putting a studio in, in Montreal is because, you know, there's lots of tax subsidies and there's a population there. There's, there's a big gaming community here. I don't know which came first uh, to the, the studio or the community but um, they had a studio and, and continue to have one in Edmonton and it, it's it's really hard to attract anyone to Edmonton because that's the, or was the only studio there. Like if you have a layoff or anything, you have no choice but to move. Whereas in Montreal, you know, if, if you get laid off, there's a bunch of other places you could go to without having to move. Yeah, yeah. So, so there's, there's definitely reason, uh, as an employee to choose these big, uh, centers where there's lots of other stuff. But, uh, you know, I don't get why you can't have a, a bunch of companies opening up in the, in the smaller place. And
1: do you think it's going to get better in the, in the post, uh, uh, COVID times where, um, remote is more acceptable. I mean, speaking from the tech industry, most tech companies now are like, "Yeah, do remote. It's, it's you know, we'll we'll work with you and figure that out." Um, and it seems like in the tech industry, anyway, a lot of these problems will start to get a lot better because you could just move to Winnipeg or yeah. whatever a cottage somewhere in the middle of nowhere.
0: It, I, I don't know how it's going to work. Um, it seems interesting because increasingly people are able to work remotely, and mm-hmm. and I've seen anecdotally uh evidence that people are uh uninterested in returning back to the office and are quitting their jobs now that companies are asking them to come back yep. and and accepting the opportunities that are remote um, so yep. so i don't know i'm i'm sure the the reverse is going to be true where people who were had their had their dream of going to to california or whatever now that uh, blizzard is desperately needing people they're going to be filling those gaps of the people that are quitting. Yeah. So, so I feel like a lot of the companies who want to maintain a physical presence are, are still going to be able to, I don't, I don't think there's a shortage of employees out there, but I think it's interesting that there are now opportunities where people will be able to, you know, have their large property in Nova Scotia. And if, if they can manage to get any broadband internet to, to work remotely,
1: <laughs> my parents have like a, a cottage in, um, I'm going to name drop places here. Uh, Tadamagush, Nova Scotia. There we go. And they get internet, if you call it that. Uh, it's like the worst <laughs> thing ever. And so like, anytime I'm trying to, I don't know, do a, a video call with them or something, I'm just like, man, I'm glad I don't live in this kind of place, personally. Um, yeah. yeah, you reminded me of, uh, I'm, I'm kind of forgetting the name, I think it's McLean's. Does that sound right? McLean's or McCain's? French fries? Oh, yeah, yeah, McCain's. McCain's, yeah. I mean, they're actually... Not think,
0: not just French fries, but the Deep and Delicious Cakes.
1: Yes. Oh, man. Man. <laughs> my friends and I would used to go to the store and buy one each and then sit down and eat them. <laughs> I mean, I did, I did that
0: in the privacy of my own home. <laughs>
1: we would sit in front of the convenience <laughs> store with forks and eat it. <laughs> Anyone who doesn't know what these are, you should look them up. McCain Deep and Delicious Cake. Man. <laughs> it's like the size of a, a Super Nintendo, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Those are so good. I, if you look up statistics about this company they're like one of the biggest I think they make they're the biggest french fry supplier across North America or something like they have a bunch of like like top share across their industry yeah and if you i remember reading an article a while back because this company is headquartered in this tiny town in mm-hmm. New Brunswick Canada yeah and they were talking about how hard it was to recruit people now mm-hmm. and like no one no one would would relocate to this place to work there And it's interesting because I think that's, like, it kind of uh, speaks to your point where, like, say, if you were a game company, maybe the founders and some small group of people would be, like, excited to finally have an opportunity to be employed making games in this small area. So they would found their company in this small area. But, like, I think Mm -hmm. in the long run, it's going to be really hard to scale. And uh, that's why you get these people who just go straight to Vancouver or straight to whatever, uh, you know, Los Angeles or something. It's crazy to me, though, too, because, like, I mean... Uh, you know, like when I think of say New York, there's like all these financial jobs and those people make like half a million a year and stuff. And it's kind of like, it, it matches, I guess, like the reality of living in New York and how expensive it is. Mm-hmm. But like, I mean, I think games are a really good job, but they're not necessarily like financial industry make half a million a year jobs. Right. And so to yeah. exclusively locate these in the expensive cities is not And even like, even like tech jobs are famously, I mean, you, there's, they run the gamut you can work in tech for 40k a year or for a million a year but like the fact that they cluster so incredibly in like san francisco Mm -hmm. (laughs) like i remember being able to be employed in seattle when i first started felt like i was just so lucky like seattle has expanded its presence significantly in tech uh even over the last decade i guess um it used to really just be microsoft and amazon Mm -hmm. um which are two big companies but coming with that is the the it's it's more like San Francisco now. I mean, a house is a million dollars. Absolutely, mm-hmm. no question. Million dollars, boom. Um, unless you want to drive two hours, and it's it's. I don't know. I, I guess it's just it's just life. <laughs> it does yeah. suck. Um, yeah.
0: Yeah. So I mean, I mean, yeah. That's that's the the biggest difference, I guess, as a, as an adult and and missing the place is just like the simplicity of the times of not even needing to worry about that. Like I'm sure there were people in the eighties and nineties who were struggling to make ends meet. And you know, it's, it's easy to just ignore that because as a kid, it just wasn't
1: a concern for me. Right. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I think uh, it is different too, though, not just like we were kids, so we didn't know, but like um, people do increasingly congregate in cities. Right. Mm hmm. And so you can look at the entire population, especially the younger population and the population that wants to say buy houses and and, Mm -hmm. make a living and blah, blah, blah. And a larger, a very much larger proportion of those people are in cities competing for less land. Plus the cities are bigger than they used to be. Right. Like, like I'm sure if you went and pulled the entire population and said, what's the population of the city you live in, that number has risen steadily over time. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's, I mean, you're competing with those people for land and so forth. And then you have like, I don't know, the, I think more immigration and more people who can more easily move from place to place. Like not even like, like internal immigration as well. Right. Yeah. But like, it's just so easy to like in the age of the internet, just find a job in some city you want to find a job in and then just like make that, figure out how to make that work or something. Right. Yeah, Um, I can't
0: can't imagine how anything
1: used to be done before the the internet in the seventies. I I think there's probably a lot more people who would just stay in their hometown. Right. Or you like answer, a. uh, I guess you would get like a, a catalog of different companies and send them like applications in the mail and hope you get a paper application back. I, yeah, I have no yeah. idea. It's crazy. Um, one thing I was uh, a point I wanted to make before I forgot was, I guess going back to the Nova, Nova Scotia thing one more time. One thing I was keep in mind is like, and I think you've thought of this too, but like my my kids, like I find it really weird. Like, let's say I made it work in one of these really expensive places. So, like we live in Seattle. Let's say I get this awesome tech job for half a million a year or something. Mm-hmm. And so now I can afford these these crazy houses. Okay, awesome. But it's very likely when my kids grow up, they're not going to be able to afford it, right? I mean, maybe they could go into tech and get the same jobs and live with me till they're 30. And maybe that's wonderful. But for the most case, I'm forcing them to move. I don't know if I'm thinking about this in a weird way, right? Like like by raising them in the city, I think there's a lot of benefits and I'm opening yeah. them to a lot of opportunities. So I don't think I'm, I'm doing something bad to them. But I guess it's just very different because if you lived in Nova Scotia and you wanted this tight net family thing or whatever, you know, your kids could grow up and like buy the house beside you. It's no big deal, whatever, right? Yeah. Um, and so it's just kind of a weird thing. Like, I, I just I feel bad for them because I don't see this ever going away. I see I mean, it getting worse.
0: I mean, I it, it, it's either way, right? Like, you you I think you're coming at it from the traditional perspective where, you buy a home and you live in it and then your kids move out which hasn't been standard for a lot of countries for a while and i i remember when i went to school in ontario there there was a family um that that were friends of my grandparents and you know they're the adult children in their 30s were still living at home and to me this was just unfathomable <laughs> um but you know, now that I'm an adult and I'm seeing this increasing bubble, like it, it makes sense, right? Like, and I, and I kind of won't be surprised if by the time my kid's thirty, he doesn't really have a choice but to live with us. Like, like <laughs> certainly, it's it's getting to that point now where like the the people that are buying houses have money from their parents, and if you want to save money, like, why are you paying rent and stuff? So, but but I mean, as to your point of like your thinking that your kid might not be able to stay in the city and they'll have to go away as a result of you living there. It's like, I mean, that was true for my parents. Like they raised me in Nova Scotia primarily, and they still live in the Atlanta provinces. And I don't like <laughs> my, my personal interests um, could not be fulfilled staying in, in, in Truro. Yeah. So, so I moved and and i've been in cities ever since and not even just one city like even if they just stayed in toronto maybe the same thing would have happened where i would, would have had to move around to other places right yeah so i, I, I think that's that's always going to depend on an individual level of, of what the people want i think i think that's what's kind of sad right now about the, the generation of people who are living in vancouver and don't necessarily want to have uh you know, a specific dream job or something, they just want to live and, and hang out with their, their friends and family the same way we're talking about the, the the peaceful way of life that you are able to have in Nova Scotia. Maybe they want to do that in Vancouver and they just can't.
1: That like, is what I'm talking about right there. It's less about um, expectations or like my my kids are pathetic because they're still at home or something like yeah. that. It's more about not having that place to run away to, I guess, because maybe I'm I'm seeing it too heavily from my perspective, but like with the Nova Scotia kind of back pocket place to run away from by raising them in an expensive city. They just don't, they just don't get that, I guess. And like yeah. to your point, exactly. Like what if they just want to chill in their hometown? I mean, I don't think like this attitude I have, I guess, comes from having met a lot of people in Vancouver and Seattle yeah. who are not in tech. They're not in some high paying job. And they're, they just feel unsettled by the fact that in their own lifetime, mm-hmm. um, their city became a boomtown and now they're forced out and they they have friends who can stay here but they can't or, or they, they're struggling or they're thinking of leaving. I mean, it's not, it's a thing. It's just, it is how it is. But it's just kind of, it, it is, I guess, back of mind for me somewhat.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, I remember when I first moved to Toronto from college uh, or for college, finding mm-hmm. it really weird. Like just the, the overall atmosphere seemed very different where like people were much more serious and, and geared towards careers. And I don't know, maybe... I kind of just chalk. I don't know the, the phrase chopped, chalked, hmm. chalked it up. Yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I just kind of a, assumed that was like a Toronto thing. And I think compared to other cities that I've lived in, it it is, but I don't know, maybe that is also just a, the case of Toronto was the first part of Canada that was really experiencing that bubble of, mm. of like, you need to focus on a job if you ever plan on, on staying here.
1: Yeah. Um, It's probably also a mix of like, I mean, you were probably hanging out with other people in your age group. So people who are 18, 19, 20, um, many of which moved to Toronto for some reason. So they obviously had a goal in even being there. Like, I feel like hanging out with 20 year olds in Truro, Mm. probably they have different career aspirations than someone who's willing to uplift and go to, you know, Toronto and pay all that money and stuff. Yeah. Maybe there's a stereotype lurking in there I'm, I'm feeding into, I don't know, but...
0: Yeah, well, I, I think it is largely just the, the case of, like, the people in in smaller towns, I imagine, tend to just try to live moment to moment a little bit more and, and enjoy themselves, whereas, I don't know, I feel like part of the draw to, to being in the cities is the access to everything. Like, you're always, like, I want to go shopping, or I want to go see the the movie or the the art exhibit or, or whatever. Like there's, there's always a sense of there's something to do.
1: I guess I have no comprehension of maybe like what it is like to grow up in a city. Yeah. Obviously having grown up in the small town, like we're that classic case of raised in the small town and then leave and go to the city kind of thing. But yeah, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's, I find like, I guess I, I, I don't know what your experience is i just feel like when i'm in a city there's a lot of people from that city and there's a lot of people from other usually smaller mm-hmm. less boom places but you don't really get i mean there's kind of patterns of people but you don't really get like a lot of people from other cities per se yeah. i don't know if that's really true like i remember in vancouver i meet a lot of people from vancouver or a lot of people from totally wherever but i didn't really meet a lot of montreal people or a lot of toronto people You think that, like, yeah, Canadians moving to Vancouver, like, just looking at proportions, there would be more people from, say, Toronto if it was just clear, like, straight, yeah, um, you know, averaged across the whole country.
0: Um, yeah, I don't know. I for for me, because my job was attracting a lot of foreign people into the city, Mm -hmm. like in film. Um, I think there was maybe nine of us on the effects team. I'm just, uh, I think I think there was close to nine of us, and I was the only Canadian.
1: Really? Uh, uh, you should go work in the tech industry. I've been on teams <laughs> that are like all Canadians. Like it's mad.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, so so it was weird for me in Vancouver because I felt like I met almost no one from Vancouver. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, like everyone that I would spend time with was an expat from somewhere. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I, I I, think that was always the thing in Toronto too, where like a lot of people who were born in Toronto never went up the CN Tower. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Like, I'll, t- like, I'll tell you a funny story. I'll tell you a funny story. My yeah. grandmother lives in St. Catharines, Ontario. Mm-hmm. And she's lived in St. Catharines, Ontario since she was, I think, 19 or something.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And she's like 90 now. Do you know where St. Catharines, Ontario is? Oh, I do. Oh, you I do. Mean, <laughs> <laughs> she basically, I, yeah, she, she, sorry, go oh, oh. Right. I, was, I was just going to say,
0: I'm sure half our audience knows <laughs> or, yeah. uh-huh. or, or probably a hundred percent of our audience.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, I was going to say she lives like on the border of St. Catharines and Niagara Falls, yeah. which is like the town or city of Niagara Falls or whatever. And then that straddles. There's like a Niagara Falls, New York. Yeah. Basically, she lives in Niagara Falls, basically. Yeah like just barely not living in Niagara Falls. She went to see Niagara Falls, Niagara Falls for the first time. Like it was probably 10 years ago now, but I couldn't believe it. She lived in the city, basically in the city of Niagara Falls for like 70 years and never went to see Niagara Falls. Yeah. I couldn't, like, I I always felt like you would like, like just happen to drive past it or something. (laughs) Like it's crazy. Right. So um, I totally get that. I totally get that. I mean, I've never gone up the space needle. I've never had any interest in doing so. But most of the people who have come to visit us, like the first day they're here, they go up the Space Needle.
0: Have, have you have you been to Victoria Park in Truro? Never, not <laughs> once, ever, never.
1: I absolutely have not. If that's a real question, yeah. <laughs> no, I haven't. I'm <laughs> dead yeah. serious. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, that's what I mean. That, that's that's the Niagara point, right? Falls. <laughs> that's the Niagara Falls example. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's pretty common. So I mean, it's it's. I I feel like there's a lot of people who do just want to live their life. Like as far as my kid goes, like it's, it's hard for me, man. Like I've got a full-time job. My wife's got a full-time job. Um, I'm a a bit of a workaholic. So, so I had done like some freelance stuff on top of my job. So I haven't, I I don't own a car. Mm -hmm. I, you know, there's a pandemic going on now. So at least that explains almost half the time that I've been living in Montreal, but Mm -hmm. I haven't seen a tremendous amount of Montreal. Yeah. So with my kid, like his life is basically um, hanging out at home and uh, playing video games and building Lego and, and stuff like that with me. And then we'll take sounds him. Kinda,
1: sounds kind of great, actually.
0: Well, yeah, but <laughs> but like I'll take him within maybe a kilometer and a half radius. We, we rarely leave that. Mm-hmm. Um like we'll we'll walk to there's two amazing bagel shops near where I live that that are like that's what people come for for tourism to Montreal. Um Oh wow. So so like we we get food locally just walking there and there's a few different parks locally that we can just walk to and and play there. And there's not a whole lot else. It's like every now and then we'll make like a special trip to the mall. <laughs> where you know we might get a some some chocolates or or some bath bombs or something um but we haven't done a whole lot of touristy stuff here and so he's probably going to fall into the fall into that same routine of a of a local where he he hasn't seen the tourist attractions <laughs>
1: <laughs> yep um yeah it's funny uh i mean i'm i i totally can relate of course I don't know that I've really done any touristy stuff in any place I live I'm just not really into that I guess mm. um, I liked it yeah. to an
0: extent in Vancouver um, I don't know what sort of touristy stuff really was there but I, I would go out on hikes like uh, mm. you you came out you and yeah. Kia came out once with uh, me and Andrea to uh, I can't remember what it's called uh, Lynn Valley <laughs> I don't
1: remember any but yeah i remember going out
0: i don't remember this lynn, lynn yeah lynn valley like there's a suspension bridge and there's like all these yeah. rocks next to a a, a lake like there's yep. a river there's, there's not really anything there to do it's just nice there's nature. there's a lot of nature in Vancouver area to, to get out that's kind of the draw of being there more so yeah. than going up a space needle
1: yeah definitely definitely i was i was i was gonna say i guess we we do have a car like uh my wife has a car and drives the kids around i like to tell people i don't have a car because i i it's her car. It's how I get off going on about cars all the time without sounding like a hypocrite. But, um, with two kids who are in all these special programs that are all over the city and you know, a typical American city, that's not at all designed for um, like friendliness for non-car people, you really get stuck really fast and you can't Mm. go to these special programs and stuff. So, um, we do, because we have the car though, I mean, we, we've kind of, we make little outings every now and then and kind of see the stuff around the city. So it has worked for us in that way. Um, but yeah, I liked speaking to being a, a workaholic and stuff. I don't, I wouldn't quite call myself a, depends on the era of my life, I guess. But anyway, yeah, yeah. when I, when I first joined the company I'm working at now, I, I used to just like, I'd come home at like nine 30 or eight 30, like fairly often. Mm-hmm. And so I'd be in the office all day and I would leave and go to work before the kids woke up and I would come home after their sleep. Not every single day, but mm-hmm. like that would happen. And it, it was really weird. Like I'd walk in and see them sleeping and it's like, oh, these are my kids. This is nice, but they didn't see me, right? I mean, yeah. um, it was depressing. And so, like, one thing about the pandemic, I guess, I mean, the kids love to just constantly interrupt, but I see them <laughs> all the time. And I, I imagine you get that a little bit, too. Like, just imagine being that kind of that workaholic and having all these things where you're out of the house. Yeah. Um, I don't know how that would work with your family dynamic, with your wife working and stuff, too. But, like, you can envision a world where you see your kid way less, right? Yeah. Oh, and man. I'm, a, I'm, a,
0: I'm, a, I'm, I'm worn down, man. <laughs> it's the uh, opposite for you man. <laughs> I, I mean i i looking at it last summer the, the way the coronavirus was we were looking at the numbers and we're like our, our kid was he's young enough that we didn't legally have to send him to school like he, he was kindergarten age and we're like you know what these numbers are going to go up the virus is going to go rampant why are we sending our kid to to school like the, let's just keep him home this year yeah Man, I'm worn down.
1: <laughs>
0: life, yep. life is not meant for uh, working at home full time with a with a hyperactive child. And it's yep. it's weird. It's like the numbers are kind of the same. Like you'd think that I'd look at the numbers and I'd be like, okay, well, I guess I got to do whatever I can to homeschool him and keep him out again this year. But but I'm looking at him like, man, I can't wait for him to go to school. Yeah.
1: Uh, <laughs> yep. I I guess. I guess I kind of understand <laughs>
0: it's, it's also like a lot of fatigue with the, the virus as a whole. Like it's, it's hard to continue yeah. to take it seriously, even if the numbers are just as bad.
1: Yeah, it is. Um, I mean, I guess I've, I lived through that era of like barely ever seeing the kids. so it's was yeah. kind of nice. Uh, like I, I'm so afraid to go back to that. I can yeah. take the fatigue a little bit, I guess.
0: Yeah. I've, I've always tried to, to, um, Play an active role like I, I get that there's a lot of parents out there that don't but um I, I we've we've got an only child and he does not play by himself very frequently
1: wow yeah that would be a lot of work yeah it's not like we uh i guess like sit our child in a room and let them let let them <laughs> just sit there alone like we play with them but then they also play with each other and then they have yeah. programs and stuff so it feels like across the course of a day there's a lot of different uh, times we're interacting directly and times we're not really interacting directly. And so I feel like once school gets started, of course, it's going to be more back. I'll see them less, but even in the meantime, um, I don't know, It's I, I haven't. It, it hasn't quite hit me as like this enormous burden, mm. but maybe we've just kind of balanced things a little better than some people or, or had the resources to balance things better, I guess.
0: Mm. Yep. Well, I don't know that we uh, necessarily had any sort of a, a, a point to this, yeah, so it's gonna it's gonna be hard throwing a title on it complaining uh, but uh we should we should probably wrap it up pretty soon here
1: yeah well i gotta go actually i have some uh, stuff brewing so okay so kids crawling on me as we speak
0: right so uh, i i do you have time to answer whether or not you've been playing any games
1: let's see i have four minutes um uh, well, it's a quick answer. Not really. <laughs> I've been playing Mario Galaxy Two with the kids. We are now at the at Koopa's Castle, so I expect I will finish that this weekend, and I'm going to be in that exciting place where I guess I, I can uh, choose a new game to play with them. So nice, uh, yeah.
0: Um, I, I haven't had time to play anything for myself this week, but uh, I have been playing a Downtown Special Kunio Kun's historical period drama.
1: <laughs> Love that title. <laughs> I mean, I've played that game like over the past twenty years or so. Um, so I'm, I'm. It's kind of in a way super nostalgic and, and dear to me. But at the same time, it's uh, <laughs> it's it's my
0: first time playing, and it's it's fun having a seven year, a six year old to play with. So it's
1: it's fun playing a two players. Um, yeah, I, I'm kids are starting to enroach into my life here. So. <laughs> um, enjoy that. That I think that is overall a fun game. So, yep. yeah fun series
0: all right well i'll uh, i'll let you escape
1: <laughs> <laughs> rock on um okay yeah uh good chatting all right cheers cheers